0: coming up this evening live from new york city elon musk is facing the feds regulators announce 75 actions his company spacex must take before it can send a rocket to mars u.s crypto exchange platform coinbase laying off nearly one in five workers warning of a possible crypto winter is china's zero COVID policy really for the well-being of the people new reports suggest otherwise. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. It's great to have you with us. Paul Graney here for NTD Business. Inflation is still uncomfortably high. A key inflation measure out today, the producer price index or PPI measures wholesale prices before goods and services reach you, the consumer, although they will reach you. The PPI rose 10.8% in May compared to the year before. That's down a wee bit from April, but still historically high. Driving the increase were soaring fuel prices and trucking costs. Wholesale food prices, though, it didn't increase from the month before. Woohoo. Markets though closed mixed today after the big sell-off yesterday. The Dow fell 152 points, half a percent. S&P dropped 14 points, of a percent And the Nasdaq, though, recovered earlier losses and added 192 tenths of a percent. And since inflation shows no sign of slowing, more analysts are now predicting the Fed will raise interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point instead of half a percent. may not be good for stocks, but we'll be watching that tomorrow. Tune in. And pilots at Piedmont Airlines and Envoy Air will receive a more than 50% pay raise through August 2024. Inflation... First officers will earn $90 an hour during the first year with Piedmont, a raise from $51 an hour. Captains in the first year at Piedmont will make $146 an hour, an increase from $78 an hour. And Envoy Air will also raise pilots' hourly wages by 50% through August 2024. The raises come amid a pilot shortage that has led to a decrease in flight, also canceled flights if you've been affected. Many pilots retired early as the pandemic brought commercial air travel to a halt. Passengers, too, returning to the skies following the pandemic. But regional airlines like Piedmont and Envoy continued to struggle to retain pilots. It's a different story over a coinbase exchange, a crypto exchange coinbase. It's laying off 18% of its employees, roughly 1,100 jobs comes as the digital currency market continues to crumble. CEO Brian Armstrong warning a recession could be imminent, which could lead to a long crypto winter. He says the layoffs are to manage costs and ensure operation in any economic environment. He admitted Coinbase grew too quickly last year. Crypto trading booming then, of course. Coinbase growing from having 1,200 employees to 5,000. Now they have to downsize. So are there more layoffs to come? When asked that, today's Coinbase CEO o told CNBC this will be it. Coinbase stock, though, is down around 80% this year. company relies obviously on crypto trading for revenue, but now the overall crypto market has lost two-thirds of its value since last year's highs. Two real estate brokers, two announcing layoffs on the same day. Compass and Redfin both say they are cutting over 400 jobs. About 10% of Compass's workforce and about 6% of Redfin's. Rising mortgage rates are eating into home buyer demand. 30 year mortgage rate hit 6.28% today, according to Mortgage News Daily. And mortgage demand has fallen to its lowest level in 22 years. Also, the Fed is set to keep raising interest rates, which would push mortgage prices even higher. Of course, rising interest rates and inflation have some serious effects on real estate, but loan seekers don't have to get too discouraged. Nithirisham Marshall has more.
1: Mortgage rates are back up to 6%. Home buyers are starting to drop off. Inflation,
2: inflation, inflation. What's a buyer to do? So borrowers should slow down, not get carried away by the fear of missing out,
1: Yatin Karnak, a former Wells Fargo resident mortgage executive, advises buyers
2: to look closely at the details of the mortgage. They should really know before they owe. They should look at the details of the mortgage offer and not only get swayed by the, the interest rate. The near future for housing is really nuanced. We're coming off where we've had 15 to 20% year-over-year price appreciation, something that's clearly not sustainable.
1: A tip from real estate investor Keith Weinhold is to target a home that costs 10% less than what you can afford or
2: if mortgage interest rates rise during the purchase process you don't have to cancel the contract you can still afford the home so the bottom line is just set your budget for something 10 percent less than what you can afford and you won't have any surprises.
1: Weinhold adds that for every 1 percent increase in mortgage interest rates buyer purchasing power is
2: reduced by about 12 percent. If you want to get a three hundred thousand dollar loan Back when mortgage interest rates were 3%, that payment was about $1,265. Today, with 5% plus interest rates, it's $1,610 at 5% interest rates. 1265 at 3% versus $1,610 at
1: 5%. One more positive thing is that fewer homebuyers, because of increased interest rates, can mean fewer bidders to compete with. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: And before Elon Musk can launch a spaceship to Mars, he faces environmental hurdles. Federal regulators announced Monday more than 75 actions he'll have to take. One of them involves lighting inspections during sea turtle nesting season. Another one involves participating in fishing instruction opportunities on site. Sounds like fun. The 80s quarter has more.
3: Elon Musk's planned starship launch in Boca Chica, Texas, is facing heavy regulation. Regulators are forcing him to take over 75 actions to decrease environmental impact before he can take off. Starship is SpaceX's most powerful launch vehicle, taller than a football field and wider than a bus. Musk wants to use it to send people to Mars after going through the 75 actions, which include contracting a qualified biologist to conduct pre-, during-, and post-construction monitoring of vegetation and birds, conducting evening lighting inspections between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m. during sea turtle nesting season to make sure the lights don't affect the turtles, and operating an employee shuttle between Brownsville and the project site to reduce the number of vehicles on the road.
2: The degree to which it's been taken is so extreme. Uh, and there's really almost no way to justify it unless you're just really anti-impact, like you're, unless you really don't want to see things get built.
3: Brent Bennett is policy director of Life Powered at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Bennett says the permitting time it takes to get stuff like this done is damaging the economy. Other items include performing quarterly beach cleanups, providing improved, enhanced, or new access for fishing opportunities in the Gulf of Mexico, and participating in at least one public event every year that focuses on joint SpaceX, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and National Park Service Mission Outreach
2: this is completely unnecessary especially when one considers that spacex is the only thing keeping right now the united states in the space race with china in china They don't have to go through this sort of red tape.
3: Brandon Weikert is a space policy expert and the author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower. Weikert believes the Biden administration is punishing Musk for being against it and having opposing views. The environmental review is only one part of the license application process. SpaceX will also have to go through FAA safety, risk and financial responsibility requirements before Starship can take off for Mars. Fake order. NTD News.
0: And the U.S. is building one of its very first domestic rare earth facilities. U.S. Department of Defense signed a $120 million deal with Australia's Liners Rare Earths. It's part of Washington's push to counter China's dominance in rare earth supply chains. Rare earth elements are vital to making certain military equipment. They're also used for components in electric vehicles, wind turbines, fiber optic cables, and consumer electronics. The Australian company will export rare earths mined and refined in Australia to the United States, and then the elements will be processed for commercial use. There's concern without these facilities, the U.S. could be cut off from critical minerals if relations with China deteriorate. The hope is that under this New Deal, China would be bypassed entirely from the production cycle. Electric vehicle makers in the States are reportedly asking the government to keep subsidizing EV buyers. Right now, you can get up to $7,500 back if you buy an EV. You get it back as a tax credit when you file your taxes. The electric vehicle tax credit is supposed to only be available for the first 200,000 EVs each manufacturer sells. The idea is to speed up the transition from gas to electric, it seems. But now companies like Ford, GM, and Toyota are asking the government to lift that 200,000 car cap entirely. They propose setting a sunshine date for when the EV market will be more mature and can operate without government support. You could say that the taxpayer is supporting the industry right now as it tries to transition away from traditional engines. There's no response from the government just yet. So, with us to discuss is Nick Loris. He's the vice president of public policy at the Conservative Coalition for Climate Solutions. 3C is fighting for a growing economy and a healthy environment. Says you can't have one without the other. Nick, great to see you.
4: Thanks for having me. Nick, do you support this tax credit? We don't. You know, I think when you look at the tax credits that we've seen for electric vehicles, you know, one, uh, you know, they tend to be uh, used up by the wealthiest Americans who probably don't need a tax credit to purchase an electric vehicle in the first place. And so uh, these policies aren't really... SHIFTING THE DEMAND FOR ELECTRIC VEHICLES ALL THAT MUCH. Uh, THEY'RE REALLY JUST SUBSIDIES THAT ARE accruing TO THE WEALTHIEST AND PAID FOR BY uh, REGULAR AMERICANS. AND, YOU KNOW, THE WHOLE PURPOSE OF THE TAX CREDIT WAS SUPPOSED TO BE THIS INFANT INDUSTRY ARGUMENT THAT WE WERE GOING TO SUPPLY A TEMPORARY TARGETED TAX CREDIT. AND THEN ONCE THESE MANUFACTURERS reached a certain sales number, that the tax credit would slowly dissipate. And, and as Milton Friedman said, you know these infant industries never really grow up because they become dependent on the taxpayer. And that's what we're seeing here with these industries who are maybe not dependent on the taxpayer, but we can see what happens when you open the door to subsidies. It's very easy for lobbyists and industry to work with politicians to keep them in place.
0: DO YOU THINK THE TRANSITION HAS BEEN TOO RAPID FORCED THROUGH TOO QUICKLY
4: THAT'S A GOOD QUESTION YOU KNOW I THINK THERE ARE CONCERNS uh, THAT IF YOU CONTINUE TO SUBSIDIZE DEMAND AND WITHOUT THE NECESSARY PERMITTING REFORMS TO EXTRACT AND PROCESS CRITICAL AND RARE EARTH MINERALS THAT ARE NECESSARY TO GO INTO THE BATTERIES AND THE DEVELOPMENT OF THESE ELECTRIC VEHICLES NOT TO MENTION THE ENERGY INFRASTRUCTURE NECESSARY TO INCREASE ELECTRICITY CAPACITY BECAUSE IT MEANS MORE ELECTRIC VEHICLES ARE GOING TO BE PLUGGING INTO THE GRID. THAT CAN BE A RECIPE FOR ECONOMIC CHALLENGES. Uh, I THINK, AGAIN, IF WE HAVE A POLICY IN PLACE THAT LETS THE MARKET COMPETE uh, AND ALSO ALLOWS FOR THE DEVELOPMENT OF THESE MINERALS, THE PROCESSING OF THESE MINERALS AND ALLOWS FOR MORE uh, ENERGY CAPACITY TO COME ONLINE, THEN I DON'T NECESSARILY THINK IT WILL BE TOO FAST
0: why do you think it seems that the current administration is reluctant to kind of encourage this type of mining but at the same time encourage the the kind of rollout of
4: electric vehicles i think that's the most frustrating aspect is the the subsidy to increase demand for certain products while overlooking those underlying foundational issues that would allow the marketplace to meet THE NEEDS OF BUILDING, PRODUCING, uh, AND SUPPLYING THE RARE EARTHS AND MINERALS THAT GO INTO BATTERY TECHNOLOGIES AND, and ELECTRIC VEHICLES. THE SAME WITH uh, you know, SOLAR TARIFFS. Uh, THE SAME WITH TARIFFS ON STEEL AND ALUMINUM. A LOT OF THESE THINGS ARE ACTING AS TAXES ON CONSUMERS OR ARE ACTING AS ADDITIONAL BURDENS ON THE TAXPAYERS WHO ARE SUBSIDIZING THE DECISIONS OF THE WEALTHY uh, WHEN THE FOUNDATIONAL REGULATORY PROBLEMS ARE JUST BEING left uh, to uh, this bureaucracy that inhibits and impedes uh, the development of the resources that we need. And, unfortunately, the administration is using wrong tools like the Defense Production Act, which uh, could create a real slippery slope of justifying uh, the government getting involved in decisions best left for the private sector under these very uh, dubious national security concerns. Nick Loris, 3C Solutions. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nick thanks a
0: lot and Hong Kong residents said their goodbyes to the iconic jumbo seafood restaurant today as it was towed away by tugboats from its home of 46 years the restaurant resembles a Chinese Imperial Palace it's welcomed celebrities since 1976 including Queen Elizabeth II and Tom Cruise no pun intended One fan of the restaurant said she ate there with her parents when she was a child. She said it was pity to see landmarks gradually vanishing. In 2020, Jumbo stopped operating due to the pandemic. And after months of COVID-19 restrictions, his parent company was unable to find the new owner and didn't have the funds to maintain it. It is unclear where Jumbo will dock next. Have you ever wondered there may be something more behind China's strict zero COVID measures? There's some evidence to indicate there is. Looks like Beijing's COVID prevention measures are also a means to subjugate the Chinese people. Hundreds of people had their health QR codes changed to red by Chinese authorities, likely because they were planning a protest, not because they had COVID. The QR codes are part of China's virus contact tracing system. They alert users and authorities. When a person comes in close contact with an affected person, so if your QR code is red, you will lose access to public transport and the right to travel across the country. Imagine having your proof of vaccination invalidated just because you wanted to attend a demonstration. These Don Ma
5: reports. Starting about two months ago, three banks in China's central Henan province froze a number of their customers' money, totaling over 178 million dollars. The banks won't say why it's frozen or for how long, other than that they were upgrading internal systems. It's left companies unable to pay workers and individuals unable to access savings. And this week, hundreds of people who are affected plan to go to Henan province to protest. But according to Reuters, their plans were thwarted after authorities turned their health QR codes red. It takes away their ability to use public transport and the right to travel across the country. Frank Gaffney, head of Center for Security Policy, says he was doubtful from the very start that China's zero-COVID policy
6: was purely for the sake of people's well-being. I don't believe from the beginning, and certainly not today, uh, is the zero-COVID exclusively about public health, and probably not even substantially about public health.
5: Those affected suggested to Reuters that their health codes were changed to red, not because they came into contact with COVID, but because they were planning a protest.
6: It's very much uh, out of the playbook of the Chinese Communist Party to use whatever opportunity presents itself to strengthen the party at the expense of uh, any possible... Uh, opposition. Whether it's called a digital health passport, a vaccine passport, or something else, it is about uh, the party being able to maximize its totalitarian hold on the people of China, and uh, manipulating them, bending them to their will.
5: Mr. Chen, a customer of one of the banks, says it feels like they are putting digital handcuffs on us. Another customer, factory owner Mr. Chang, cannot access his nearly one million dollar deposit. In his words, not being able to withdraw money has a huge impact on the operation of our factory, including procurement and workers' wages. Don Ma, NTD News.
0: And a graphic video is spread like wildfire on Chinese social media. A woman was brutally attacked while dining at a restaurant simply because she rejected a man's advances. Many now lashing out at the police for taking action only after the incident went viral. And we just want to warn you that some, may view, some viewers may find this report disturbing.
1: A late night dinner turned violent in northern China. Graphic surveillance video of what follows unleashed fear and outrage across China. It shows a man approaching one of the women. He touches her back. An unwanted advance. She pushes him away. He slaps her in response. The assault escalates, a scuffle breaks out as she and her friends try to defend themselves. The woman is dragged outside by her hair. Hit with a beer bottle, the men relentlessly kick her as one yells, beat her to death. Her friend's head hits the pavement with a thud. The viral video sparked uproar, not just over the brazen brutality of the attack, but the indifference from bystanders, with only women seen intervening. A woman at the scene called the police and told authorities the following, according to state media. Before this happened, I always thought that going out to dinner at night was a perfectly normal thing. But now, I have some sort of PTSD. These men feel they could just freely attack a woman in such a public place was because so many men in the past who have done the same. So the men feel, you know, I can do the same without any consequences. Attacks like this are horrific and horrible to watch, but Chinese social media is flooded with them. And activists say we cannot look away. Violence against women is rampant in China. Video from earlier this year in Xi'an shows a man viciously punching his wife while she holds their child in her lap. The man later pins his wife down and continues to punch her head. The man was suspended by his company after the footage went viral, according to state media, and police said they detained him for five days. Another shows a man kicking and punching a woman in broad daylight in 2020. State media reported the man was investigated, but it's unclear if any legal action was taken. Domestic violence was only made punishable by law in 2016. Physical abuse was not even grounds for divorce before 2001. So far, authorities have detained nine people involved in the restaurant incident. Authorities claim the woman and her friend are in stable condition, yet unverified videos show what is believed to be one of their brutally beaten bodies, lying motionless on a gurney in the hospital, bloodied and bandaged, her helplessness resonating across China.
0: Shocking. Still to come. Popeye's restaurant offering a 59-cent special to celebrate 50 years in business. Find out how you can get it. And a rare first edition of Shakespeare's plays going up for auction at nearly 400 years old. It has its own history as well. That and more coming up on NTD Business. back to celebrate 50 years in business fast food restaurant popeyes is featuring a 59 cent deal alvin c copeland senior first opened the restaurant in new orleans at the time it was called chicken on the run Did you know that the two-piece chicken special is the same price as when popeyes came on the scene in 1972 but keep in mind customers must spend at least five dollars to get the deal they'll also need to register a popeyes account on the restaurant's app and the $0.59 cent special is available only for in-store pickup will run until Sunday. An Airbnb believes as the perfect spot for the wine lover looking to get away. The online rental marketplace added a new section to its Airbnb categories called vineyards. The company says now guests looking to travel to wine country can actually stay at a winery. Category lists 100,000 vineyards from around the world. They're all currently looking for guests. Airbnb now has more than 50 categories listing homes based on their style, location, and nearby activities. But if literature is more your thing, one of the surviving copies of Shakespeare's first edition is about to be auctioned at Sotheby's. And this copy even has its own history. These Andrew Thomas is more.
7: This is one of the surviving copies of William Shakespeare's first folio. It's a collection of 36 of his plays, published in 1623. Out of the 750 copies, less than a third are still accounted for, and less than 20 are privately owned, according to Sotheby's.
8: The Shakespeare first folio is without question the most important publication in the history of English literature. Without this book, no Macbeth, no Twelfth, no twelfth Night, uh, No, Winter's Tale. The
7: book is on display at Sotheby's in London until June fifteenth, and will be auctioned next month. It could fetch up to two point five million dollars.
8: It seems to have been in Scotland from the seventeenth century, um, certainly until the the late nineteenth, early twentieth century. Um, It's uh, it is beautifully beautiful condition internally.
7: Missing pages were replaced with reproductions. Annotations were made, and drinks were spilled, leaving some stains. Because it was printed by hand, some letters are misaligned, some spaces are missing, and page numbers are sometimes wrong.
8: There are some pretty amateurish verses by someone called uh, John Fraser from, of the 17th century, um, finding, a, finding an empty page and deciding it looks like to compete with Shakespeare, which is possibly a mistake.
7: <laughs> Titled Mr. William Shakespeare's Comedies, Histories, and Tragedies, this folio will be auctioned in New York City on July 7th. Andrew Thomas ntd news
0: if you have any news tips or feedback for the show you can email us at business at ntd.com we'd love to hear from you that's the latest with the ntd business team i myself paul Graney. You can still catch ntd evening news though with stephanie cox that's at 6 30 p.m eastern follow me on twitter too if you're there for NTD business that's all for today thank you for watching we'll see you tomorrow